welcome to another episode of This Week in CLG. This is episode 11, and I'm joined with a wonderful cast, three new people, and Tafo, who's now my, my favorite guest of all time, because he's always on the show, because he knows everything about everything. But let's, without any further ado, let me introduce you, everyone that's on the show tonight, or today tonight it's it's tonight for you ursula right in in europe but it's today for us in north america so uh starting to my left right depending uh, where you're you're looking at this uh we have rich uh rich i'm so happy to to have you on it's the first time we actually met Meet. Yeah, it's it tends to be the way. I've done a few of these lately, and you yeah. always meet people for the first time like five minutes before, and then we act like we're best friends for an hour, so it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> so can you just real quick before I want to make sure that we don't go di deep dive too fast here? Yeah. Let me let us know a little bit about the company uh, that you started. Yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't start it. I oh, you didn't get, start it. Uh, I'm sorry, sorry. I always get full credit for this. It was my yeah, younger yeah. brother who started the company and he hates being called co-founder. So please don't call me co-founder. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's a hit marker. Hopefully quite a few people have heard of it, but it's kind of like it started out as an esports jobs board. It was done as a passion project at the beginning. So people just giving up the time to build a service for the community. It's grown really quickly to become the biggest uh, jobs board in esports. And then just in the last three months, we've moved over to more traditional video games. So we have a whole new market get to attack uh, so it's exciting times at the moment it is uh if i wanted to look for a job if i didn't like where i'm at i would probably <laughs> check it out uh thank you so much for being with us today and then we have a right from europe uh hersela also ula Hi. also xyreth <laughs> what do you think with everyone <laughs> <laughs> what do you prefer any any of those um, it's Zyret, it's fine. Zyret? Okay, perfect. Welcome on the show. Um, your job Hi. is something that we're actually pretty uh, f familiar with at CLG because we have someone that does something pretty similar with Summer. Uh, so yeah, you're totally. like a performance coach, right? Totally. Uh, I am a performance coach. I've been in eSports for like six years now. I've uh, been completing many projects with different organizations in Europe, outside of Europe as well. Um, and I specialize in the team aspect. Um, so individually, I work with the players as well. But I come from the business environment uh, where I have a lot of experience managing and coaching and developing teams, also in recruitment. And I am applying everything I know to the sport and world. Yay! We need more of you! <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we have, obviously, our very own Agus Breeder. Hi, Goosey. How are you? Hello. For those who are not familiar with Goose, she's on our red, uh, CLG Red Connoisseur strike professional team um in chat it's their first time on this week right yeah excited to have you on we need more red girls always on the show and you're off season right now so i was able to steal you <laughs> yeah and then tafo how are you tafo doing all right it's a case of the mondays just scrambling but not doing all right are your boys free today so tafo is the gm of league of legend in our uh clg um is, is Monday usually a day off for y'all? How does it work? Um, it depends. So um, it, because uh, the schedule changes every week, uh, LCS can play Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. They usually play two of those games. Uh, we had a Friday, Saturday game schedule, so we took Sunday off. And now on Monday, we're, we're going back to scrims. Okay. So 
you know, thankfully, uh, I like those when it ends early. I think that someone said on CLG. I think it was Matt that said, finally, we have our last CLCS match in the mid of Saturday. That means we get a real weekend this weekend. So I'm glad that everybody was able to enjoy the weekend. Okay, so we're going to start a little bit about one part that some of you might know and some of you might not know. It's called Last Week in CLG. So this is our first segment. So a couple of things happened. We had LCS and Academy games. We both went 1-1. So congratulations. I know that you can't really congratulate when you lose one game, but you win one game. But I still think it was it was pretty strong. The matches were really good. Tafo, just because we have an insider here. Um, uh, were you satisfied with the 1-1 weekend for both teams? I mean, I won a 2-0. Um, <laughs> I think what, the, I mean, FlyQuest, the team we lost to, we, I mean, understandably, they're, you know, perceived to be top two or top three. And um, we didn't play particularly great. And to show that the game was so close, I think shows that we're not like too far away from mm. FlyQuest, EG, and TL. I mean, C9 in us, like, there's probably a big gap. But I think, like, it's, uh, there's a lot of positive takeaways. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys watch any League of Legends other than Tafo. You, you guys Absolutely. Do. <laughs> but this split is far better for you guys than the last one. Definitely the start is... Much better. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> We've talked about it a lot on this week. And Goosey, today uh, there's something very special. Do you want to do you want to let us know or do you want me to tease it for you? Uh, there's an uh, announcement. Yeah, there was an announcement today about Dreamac and oh, the CLG right, yeah. team. I'm still waking up mentally. That's why. <laughs> so go ahead, take it away. Uh, yeah. So. Uh... The, if you haven't heard, the DreamHack Showdown is an international female competition in Counter-Strike. Uh, last year, the girls finished top two. And then this year, they were automatically invited to the North American final that will be held uh, online. So congratulations, Gusine. We can see that. Thank I think you. it's on a 17, right? The finals? Uh, yeah. Somewhere <laughs> on my calendar. Somewhere around the 17. So uh, we'll get yeah. to see all of CLG Red compete versus all the best any team so we're excited for it uh one more thing that we can mention uh there was an tsm apex invitational tournament and congratulations to madness our apex player he finished fourth in that so that was also pretty cool okay before we jump into the madness that's going on right now and the topic that i really want to talk about i just want to congratulate one of our uh hidden heroes um i'm gonna Put it, remove our cams right here and put it on the screen for you guys at home. Um, Andrew was featured in Men's Health. Um, if you don't know anything about Andrew, guys, he is our uh, cook extraordinaire. And the article was available and we reshared it. And he talked about what he does for the team and how he helps performance. Um, so Andrew is, is frankly uh just a legend for clg so it's important that we appreciate our little andrew and uh i know that goosey and tafo eat a lot of his food i eat a lot of his food too he used to be a fine fine dine chef in can from canada and then now he's clg's uh i don't want to say daddy that sounds really wrong so i'm gonna say uh kind of like a mom him and ronnie are both moms 
Uh, <laughs> okay, let's deep dive into uh, the topic. I'm really upbeat, but this topic is actually probably not that upbeat. Um, so it's always like when you introduce these kind of topics, it's, it's always hard to get the first sentence in. Um, but I want to talk about what's going on right now on, especially on Twitter, um, about kind of what the media has called it are the esports and gaming e me too movement which i think is very interesting because i do believe we were part of the me too movement so i don't like i think for me it's another movement it's another moment it's another part in time uh but throughout all of the social media in the last weeks uh, there's a lot of i want to say coming out from people talking about the experience and a lot of it was really troubling um for from sexual harassment to uh assault to sometimes just uncomfortable situation that we don't address um i tweeted this morning i think that there's no woman out there without a story uh I frankly, if you have only one story, you're probably one of the lucky ones. Um, I have many stories. I'm sure that you ladies have many stories and um, even any everyone has a story. It doesn't have to be a, a women, right? We've seen men come out as well. Um, first of all, I would like to start with uh, you, Ursula. Um, mm -hmm. How do you feel about you know what happened in the last couple of weeks? I mean, I don't know why um, at some point I hear here and there certain justifications for um, for such behaviors. And there are a lot of people that are really picking on the, those um, girls and guys that are trying to get rid of the burden they have, actually. And I can only say one thing, that there was this huge stereotype in Europe uh, that... Um, usually guys are talking that it's not his fault that the girl is wearing, you know, dress or a skirt or like whatever, you know, uh, every single streamer or, um, player or girls that are actually, uh, online, they have to be meeting the regulations that are set up by the platforms. And if somebody's saying that the girl was, I don't know, um, wearing whatever stuff that were you know provoking or something i mean there would be banned and there is like there is no excuses you have your brain you need to use it and you know we can't we can compare it those excuses to things like hey you know um if you're going to for example climb uh mountains and going to i don't know k2 or like whatever so when you go there you're fully aware of what you're doing and if you fall it's your fault it's the same in here basically you know, you have your own head, you know what you're doing, you know what you're going for. So you need to be the person that is aware that uh, people around you are not the people you can use. These are the people that have feelings, have emotions, and it doesn't matter if it's a girl or, or a boy or a guy or like whatever. Um, respect, this is the first thing. And the second thing is something that you need to be honest with yourself like if you have a if you have a wife or a family or something and you do, you're doing stuff like that there's like no justification and especially if it go if it's in public places or something um i so also feel free to 
jump in at any moment, okay. guys. Yeah. Um, but I, there's one thing that you mentioned. Uh, you said, you know, it's about respect and whatnot. And I, from from being a woman, <laughs> I feel mm-hmm. that sometimes that line of respect is being crossed left and right without any consequences and also a lot of the time the people crossing the line don't realize they're crossing the line whether it's a uh, verbally or physically um quite frankly actually i often felt that if i pointed that the line was crossed i was in the wrong right if you voice up that hey what did you just do did you just you know let be, let's be honest did you just slap my ass like wait what like how is that okay right mm-hmm. um and then the person would, like, everyone around it dismiss it. Oh, it's fine. You know, who cares? Like, you know, he didn't mean it. He was just joking. Yeah. And and, and this creates an environment where I don't want to call it out anymore because I feel like I'm crazy, you know, for calling out that kind of behavior. Um, Rich, within your company, um, can you talk to me a little bit about how – you create like how you work on creating an environment to have these like that line be clear um because you have employees and you have a lot of people using your website as a resource where they want to be trusted um how how do you handle like before that kind of me too movement that we just got and then now like what has it been for you to be in that moment it's a huge, um, I think this week, I mean, this year is terrible so far. Um, the past month or so with um, BLM and all of those issues, it's been really rough on everybody. I think everyone here is still in lockdown, so it's tough mentally as it is. And then we're watching like what's happening over there where you guys are, just feeling help- helpless about that. And then this past week happens. And I think what I always try to do is look on the more positive side of at least this stuff is coming to light and being spoken about. And at least... Uh, Black Lives Matter is getting, it's bringing the conversation into the mainstream and it's making people stop for a moment to think about, have I ever done anything that was racist or sexist or misogynistic in the past? And if so, am I kind of self-aware enough to recognize that? And how do I improve myself moving forward now that I understand that? I think a lot of people use ignorance as an excuse, but this week in particular, because it's happening so close to us, I think our whole team, uh, we have 10 now, um, all guys, which is not good, obviously, but it's kind of like typical esports. So we're coming from a very all all male startup culture, and it's still every day in our Slack channel we're posting the stories because everyone feels like we all need to read them to mm-hmm. understand and kind of learn about this environment that we're working in. For me, coming into the scene two and a half years ago from the traditional sports industry, this is definitely the toughest week and the biggest eye-opening. Uh, event that has ever happened to me while working in esports because I've, I haven't been to many events but I've been to some events and I have without it being spoken I've felt that when you when we approach usually it's me and it's me or my brother there's only one or two of us together and we might know some guys or different people from different companies but when you approach um females at events to talk business which the business tends to be the business events that i would go to there's definitely that feeling of kind of a standoffish nervousness which i'd never really considered before because i hadn't appreciated what you guys face every time you go to an event and put yourself in those situations for me it's just kind of a normal work event like we would have in any industry i've worked in in the past where everyone is kind of tread equally um it's like mixed offices and people that are very used to working with 
men and women together. So it's kind of, it's not even spoken about. I think because we are in such a male dominated space, like on Hitmarker, 16% this year of all of our users in 2020 have been female and 84% of users are male, which I think is a big improvement from where we were when, when we started the company three years ago. It was less than 10% female representation on the website. So it's growing, but very, very slowly. And it's only really this week why I've understood why that number is so small. Previously, it might have just been like, ah, not as many girls gamed like years and years ago. So maybe they haven't wanted to pursue the professional career in esports or gaming. But now it's more like, if this is actually what it takes to be a female in this industry, I completely understand why people don't want to enter the industry and why people don't stay in the industry if they actually make it in. Um, like today, even like every day, stuff getting posted in Slack from Twitter. And it's like everyone in our team is feeling really, I think, disheartened about everything and quite disappointed in the overall scene because a lot of it is happening to people. We have casters in the team. We have people who've got aspirations long-term to be full-time casters and hosts and to do on-camera work. And I think because so much of it revolves around personalities like streamers and casters, it hits very close to home. Mm -hmm. And a lot of these people who are being mentioned are people that were aspirational and people looked up to kind of following their path in the industry and they've effectively lost an idol and they're suffering the shared pain of reading these accounts and some of them are so so terrible that you can't believe like some have been swept under the rug that there's never been any legal proceedings with a lot of them that have been spoken about um if it happened in everyday life in an everyday event there would be prosecutions and people would be arrested and things would happen but uh just yeah been definitely the hardest week mentally we've ever had and it's just huge sympathy for everybody who's gone through anything but i'm astounded by the bravery of people because the majority is people that maybe aren't as well known and don't have a big profile and they might be taking on somebody who has a huge profile or works for a company that has a huge profile the bravery to do that worrying about how that might impact your career and future in the webs in the uh, in the whole industry is in it's absolutely crazy to be that brave so it's good that it's happening and it's good that it seems like it's created a snowball effect where people are telling their stories. Um, I have so many things to say about what you just asked. Uh, but I want to hear from Goose and, and Tafo. Um, just because they have a little bit of a different perspective. Goose being a female gamer has been there for years and years. I've known you when you're a teenager in the game. You're not an adult. Um, has the movement or what's going on in the last couple of, of weeks or days, uh, Goose, been uh, from you? Like, how do you feel? Um, I mean, it's a, it's a lot to take in. Like, I personally can't really relate a whole lot uh, in experiences. Um, but I think just seeing what people go through, it's, it is pretty kind of scary, um, just that type just being exposed to something like that or having something like that happen to you. Um, so I definitely feel for the girls who are coming out. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess for me, it's, it's, I haven't had the experience, but I do understand um, like Steph, when you spoke up about uh, like just a guy like slapping your ass or something like that. And it's just kind of shrugged under the rug. Um, for that, I, I get that where it's like, you're trying to set a boundary and it's just kind of like everyone shrugs it off. So um, I think Rich brought up a lot of good points too, of like if this happened in a, 
like a nine to five or something like that, it would there probably be something happening about the situation. So um, I haven't entirely formed a opinion yet. It's still all pretty like new to me and I'm still trying to uh, take it all in. Um, but those are like my initial thoughts. I relate so much. Uh, I think that one of the hardest part for me is I thought I knew what my opinion on this was because that's been my battle for these, l I don't know, since I, forever long that I've been in esports, it's, it's been about gender equality and, and growing the women's scene. And then I feel like everything has been shambled in the last week. Uh, I feel I knew where I stood with the things that happened and now I don't know anymore. Uh, it's been a very difficult week for a lot of us. Um, Tafo, when you're looking at this, uh, and I, I think that your experience is all across the board too, uh, from player to like uh, behind the scene and whatnot, how, how does it make you feel too? Let's just start with that. Um, you know, like in the end, I feel really sad that these events occurred. Um, and I think now it's really good that we're in a space that, you know, victims, whether they're women or men are coming out and they feel like there is an open discussion that can be had where they can share their stories of what's going on. Um, it's unfortunate that it happened, but I think in the end, I feel like this is like pruning the community of a lot of, you know, evil and bad that's been going on. Um, you know, imagine if this happened, you know, 50 years from now when gaming hits Hollywood levels and the people are no longer touchable, um, where we see a lot of corruption in really well-established industries where, like, you can't even, like, you know, get a person for doing, you know, wrong. Um, I'm glad that it's happening today before we continue to grow because the more it cements itself into the community and we don't do anything about it, the harder it is to, you know, unplan it. So... Um, I am optimistic. I think this is a good thing for everyone and for people who aren't really involved or say like, this has never happened to me. Just bring awareness that this stuff happens all the time. Like I go to Twitch parties or like, like any kind of like after convention party. And I see a lot of behavior that I'm just like shaking my head at. I'm like, dude, like, what is this like person doing? And now it's like good that there is, you know, accountability coming out. We have a really good question in chat for Rich. So Patrick asks, um, as someone involved in the process of hiring new talents in esports, um, do you think some of the negative interactions are having, we are having in esports comes from a nepotism? Um, and then there's a, a sub comment on it. All these tweet longers makes me think of the station of at Riot Games, where the dude bros who all hired each other uh, were kind of being inappropriate. Um, throwing that well, question to you. Yeah, well, it's it's kind of like the demographic stuff that I talked about. If, say, when everything really kicked off 10, 15 years ago and this esports thing just started really forming, if 9.5, 9.9 out of 10 people are male, then those are the people that set the culture of the entire industry and those are the people that have kind of set the standard for what the industry is as time goes by. Um, and that means that like in our company where I'm not proud of the fact that we don't have a female staff member at the moment and we are actively trying to find one because I think the longer your company goes being male only, the harder and harder it becomes for the first female to join. And then the bigger the culture she might face when she joins the team, might uh, it could be really off-putting. So we're, we're like 
subconsciously building this culture. And I think it's because we haven't tackled it head on enough. And this could point to Riot, who were obviously making tons of money, making games that people loved and had huge success. That company grew enormously. So they were obviously just hiring more and more of the same person, people that played their games, people that they liked, that they would want to hang out with and go for drinks with after work. That's all very comfortable and very easy. And it would be easy for us to just keep doing the same, just keep hiring white guys. over and over again, because you know that they're going to be kind of similar to you and they're not going to raise anything controversial and you don't have to worry about lawsuits and sexual harassment, et cetera, et cetera. But in the Riot case, I think they were shown up quite horrendously for the work and practices that went on at that company. And I think since then, they've made some big steps to try and address those issues with uh, hiring people who have expertise in the area of equality and HR and that kind of thing. Um, But not many companies are in the position where they can, like most esports companies don't have HR people. So there's nobody there to be that kind of barrier and to set the standard for how you're supposed to treat people in a professional environment. And I think while as long as that persists and as long as companies are founded mainly by males who start like this company started with my brother and his friends so that's kind of how it starts it's kind of like the people that he gamed with were the people that he started the company with and just so happened that they all happened to be white males in a similar age category to me to him and then he pulls his older brother back to help with the management and since we've got a more diverse workforce now than we had in the past but we know now the conversations that we've had recently with representatives of the female community and all minority communities are that no job descriptions do enough to say we welcome female applications, we welcome LBGT applications, we welcome people of color to apply. Nobody says that outright. It's I've just never seen that little <laughs> equality policy on the bottom that their legal teams told them that they need to have. And it just means nothing because everyone has the same policy. So you just do, it doesn't even resonate. So what we're being told is that we should try and push for job descriptions in esports and gaming to be much more straightforward. It's like, if you're serious about being a company that wants inclusivity and wants to have difficult conversations and wants to grow, then you need to actively start stating we are we would ideally like to hire a female or a person of color um and then tell the reason don't just say it's tokenism because you want to tell people that we're an awesome company that hires women and we hire lbgt and people of color say that you want to hire somebody to challenge the culture to enrich the culture of everybody else in the team so they might learn something about a different culture or a different way of life and if you say that honestly in a job description yes you'll get the trolls and everyone who's just going to criticize and say oh this is discriminatory against white males which is absolutely ridiculous when you think about it um but it's a company that would be going out to kind of set the standard and bear the flag so on a business level i think we realize now we did a few weeks ago with the movement in the states um after george floyd like significantly we were told very clearly you are not doing enough to help people of color in the esports and gamer community um and that made us think kind of like read job descriptions and they're all very kind of neutral language like riots job descriptions used to be very bro heavy on the language and it was kind of when your job descriptions are talking about it's lots of in like inside terms and things about how cool it is to work there and drinks after work and games and all that kind of stuff that subconsciously hopefully i mean that's given them the benefit of the doubt that creates a very masculine macho culture that's probably the a little bit toxic as well yeah. yeah so that is kind of a good example but riot have changed their descriptions now um probably taking advice i think they are hiring a lot more diversely and hopefully that'll benefit that company moving forward but yeah sorry went on for too long yeah. I'm obviously <laughs> yeah. passionate about it, but, but you yeah. brought like something i want to talk about um you brought a suggestion to make things better um right now 
a lot we're like we're we're facing this wall of public sh public shaming um and you can argue or not that it's necessary to hold people accountable uh, if they are not being held accountable to make this place a better place. And then we can talk about what we can do to fix it. Uh, but it's been, for me, very difficult to see all the public shaming as well because it happens sometimes to friends. And you're like, I don't know what to think about this person anymore. Everything that we've built together, like, what is, what is, like, you know, is does it mean nothing? Do I, like, 100% stand on the victim side and, and forget about this person? Do I believe in redemption? You know, so it's a Pandora box of, of issues. But... Let's talk about what we can do to make this world a better place for us. Um, I think that you you brought that you brought that. Hey, let's hire people. If you're a company, mm -hmm. hire women. Hire pe diverse people, and that's huge because mm. <laughs> it's a choice in the end, right? It's a choice of wanting to make a difference. Um, what else can we do? What else do you guys think we can do? Like that's long-term short-term like to shift this bro culture that we've been struggling with for the last 20 years in esports um go ahead go ahead go ahead um <laughs> i mean it's not sexy right because i think everybody wants to swing for the fences and hit a home run on this like if they give this one speech or this one tweet that magically like a million people are going to change like their habits right fact and matter you know the way that you know men and women are conditioned to like, grow up right like men have this idea of chasing the women media portrays it right and there's a lot of unlearning we have to do and frankly it's a very experiential thing of you know with like everybody with their friends should be encouraged to go like hey like this is not okay or like let's like talk about it um let's improve each other like and for me like a big thing for me is mentorship because somebody reading a tweet they're not really going to get it all the time like it's a miracle if they do or they go like oh shit like i sorry i swore um <laughs> like oh crap like i'm totally wrong um it's usually through experiences of you know having a human to human interaction saying hey like that's actually not cool this is why like this is not cool and then you see more change that way it's not sexy you don't really see a lot of visibility but i really think if everybody decides to play their role in like their friends group you know people that they have influence over um i think we'd get a lot done yeah and i will just add that you know the example should come from the top uh i remember my first first years in esport it, it was not easy uh especially that you know my first day uh was uh, in the first day when I was standing in front of the guys I was like hey guys but he's a she's the performance coach and don't worry she's just a girl she she's it's fine and I was like okay and how do I get out <laughs> from that line and how do I build trust with the team having such a such introduction from the top so you know when when the top uh, owners and managers and the staff is not um Treating the subject seriously is uh, and is, ha is showing that the respect is not necessarily on the level that it should be. Then it's really hard for any girl seeing similar situation to take a first step. There are girls that don't give up and they will fall and they will get up and do more and more just to. Um, I will even say it: fight the way through what you know to achieve what they want. Uh, but there are girls that after words like that, we'll just simply say, okay, that was enough, you know. So, you know, it's it's really painful to watch that uh, many organizations are not really uh, taking up the subject in a way that, you know, um, 
there are not many girls simply in esport and there are not enough girls in esport and that is why uh, it's mostly why because um the girls don't want to put themselves in a situation where first of all they're surrounded by males only and they're afraid what can happen and especially in like you know uh, company parties going out and so on and second of all they are afraid what will others say about her being a member like you know being only one girl in a team of i don't know like 15 male stuff so it's really difficult for both sides and the thing is that why the girls don't want to start it's mostly because they think they don't have enough experience and they don't have anything that can be better than the guys have which is absolutely ridiculous because female we girls we we think differently than guys we have a lot of stuff that we can offer to the team we can show different aspects we are thinking about different things that the guys will not even you know come up with and the more diverse the environment the better for the organization so i feel that this subject is that the whole me too a movement just started a big subject of companies hiring girls just to show that they're actually female friendly a diversity inclusion that these will be the big subjects that will come with um and encourage but it needs to come from the top it needs to come from the big organization and they need to be the the, the you know the creator the somebody that will show hey we are not afraid we are clear uh, any girl that is working with us is safe is happy and that's it because um you are on a female team uh within a male organization but i i know i joined a female team and i played on female teams for most of my career by choice um can you let us know um how your path to pro, how to path to being on CLG Red, the hardship and the things that you mm -hmm. wish were a little bit different regarding that? Yeah. Um, first, I just wanted to chime in. Um, I actually really like the points uh, you made, uh, Zareth, if I'm saying it right. Um, also, Tapa kind of said similar things, uh, just like coming from the top. Um, just hearing more about your opinions, um, I find some things that resonate with me and make a lot of sense. Uh, so I just wanted to touch on that, um, yeah. but my uh, path to where I am now. Um, yeah, I mean, for sure, there's like on the Internet, there's just all kinds of people. Um, no matter who you are, you're probably getting bullied for something. Um, and then because I'm a female, it's more specific. It's more directed to my gender or the way I look or whatever. I've heard a lot of it. Um, and I mean, for me, it was a lot of just my mindset. Um, how I had to approach situations because you can't really change what other people do on the internet. It's pretty hard. I mean, maybe you could, but it, to me, it, it was, it seemed like a waste of breath. So instead I tried to change the way I thought about things. And instead of uh, letting people just get to me, I honestly just thought to myself, like, what's the point? And like, who even is this guy? Like, so when people should talk me, which happened more like in the beginning of my uh, career, um, I pretty much just took everything with a grain of salt. Like, I know I'm better than like 90% of the people who ever say anything like negative at me. So it's like, why does that opinion matter to me? Like it doesn't, they don't know what they're talking about. So that's kind of the mentality 
I go through and it helps me kind of just not not like uh, falter to things like that and just stay on my goals and my path. Um, and uh, honestly, I just play with friends or I queue with uh, people or I queue into like rank G. Like I usually play in situations where I'm not going to be harassed. So I'm lucky enough to finally like I get a lot of these options now where I don't have to like be queuing with like into like toxic pugs and stuff like that. Like I probably won't go solo queuing or cause like there's a risk that I'm gonna have like an annoying pug or something like that. So I, I try to generally make my experience better but I know a lot of women probably don't have that same option. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, you're bringing something really, I think, important. It's a 360 approach, it seems like. Yeah. It seems like it's from the platforms we use, the games we play, uh, the company we work in, the the social media we use um it seems like for me uh it seems like a battle that needs to be tackled at every level um like tafo said even individually everyone needs to tackle this battle um where do we go from there guys right now um we're gonna we're, we're i always think that well, I don't always think, but it seems like every day I wake up to new new things. Uh, you mentioned it, Rich. We post. Uh, you post all the time in your Slack and whatnot. Um, I am very conflicted about everything. So even to be leading this discussion is is not that easy for me. Um, where do we go from there? How do we how do we how do we grow from this and and learn? Um, but also, like I said, is there a place for redemption? Because it, just as much as I feel that there, almost every woman has a story, it also feels almost everyone is not perfect. I think for, I mean, I think, uh, again, like we're not going to hit a home run. We're not going to eliminate this overnight. Um, I think it's very, with how instantaneous everything is, like I think it's very easy to get delusioned or lose hope um, when we don't see the change. And like, I take the little victories and I know that as a guy, like I'm privileged to say this, but like, I'm doing my best to like point out, like, here are the things that are changing. Yes. It still sucks. Yes. It's still horrific. Um, but I'm still going to fight like the little battles. And if I can shift something, um, I take that as a victory as field to keep going. Um, with that being said, um, I think you kind of touched on redemption and like, is there room for it? Um, I think, frankly, for like the more tail end of the spectrum where it's just beyond like anything, like when it comes to assault or rape, like that person has like maybe they redeem themselves in their lives, but I don't think they should their their second chance was that they didn't go to prison for this. And I don't think they should be a part of the community. And for people that say, well, like innocent until guilty, it's like the fact of the matter is you probably deserve to be in prison for like a really long period of time. The fact of the matter that that didn't happen to this person means that you get to reform yourself and you get to grow yourself as a person, just not in our community. And that's the way I take a view of it. Now, if there are people who, you know, have like, 
normalize sexism. They say like stuff like you're good for a girl. Like I take that more on the lens of ignorance. And that's where I have the conversation with them and say, this is probably redeemable. This person probably grew up in a very sexist kind of background. They don't know better. Like I'm going to have that conversation. And sometimes it's a work in progress. I feel like those kind of people are the redeemable ones. People who have assaulted people, raped people, you know, caused like physical harm, sexual harm to another person. They don't deserve to be here. That's the way I see it. Yeah, I definitely agree with you, Tefo. And I would add to that that um, we need to learn how to live together because esport used to be a world like really heavily dominated by males. And right now, more and more um, girls want to uh, learn how to be a competitive player, how to perform on stage, um, how to do something uh, they love, basically. And the more events we will be organizing that will be purely centralized around males, uh, the worse it will be for the for the for the whole you know uh, esport uh, world. So I'm like I strongly believe that the events that we are organizing and uh, everything that is going on right now in esports should be always put into uh, diversity and inclusion everything uh, should be focusing having you know um girls and boys and whatever uh you know uh, and whatever we want simply the world should be off open for anyone uh i really don't like the events that um uh, what i hear on the events that uh i hear that for example one of the tournaments is like hey uh, this is not a tournament only for girls. Like, I don't know whether it's like Intellect Stream Masters or DreamHack or whatever. But the girls are not taking part in those events because they're not good enough. And they're not good enough because they don't have enough exposure to live events, to stage events. They don't have well-qualified coaches. So they cannot perform on the same level. And obviously they cannot play on as a, you know, as a top teams in the, in the top uh, tournaments. So I really like what the... Uh, what is going on right now that uh, around a main stage event there are also you know little events organized for 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 women like for women like intellect stream masters last last year they had um also a female tournament so it's starting it's happening but we need it more it can be just you know random one event that is having extra uh, that that is having extra room for uh for anyone else that is not on the top team uh, and I like it. I like it that it's going somewhere, but it's still, it's not enough, I guess. Yeah. From the company side of things, which is, I think is what I can speak to best is that the good news is I think more in reaction to, uh, black lives matter is that some of the larger companies are starting to hire equality and diversity specialists in the last few weeks, uh, which is very rare to see those roles being advertised in esports. Um, so we've seen probably about half a dozen so far. And when we're talking about that coming from the top, we're talking about the biggest companies in the space and they are hiring people specifically to kind of tackle their internal culture. I'm assuming to try and make it better in their workplaces, hopefully that education, um, like Tafo said, it doesn't happen overnight, but at least that process is starting whereby those companies are going to have people who can educate, lead from the front, hold seminars, hold people accountable. And over time, it just becomes like this. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous to talk about because like sexual assault and rape, it shouldn't even be questionable as something that should ever be 
tolerated or swept under the carpet. It, it's in our in, in the UK here, like that happening anywhere is long, it's a long time in prison, like Taffo said. And and the stuff here coming out that was being so well hidden for such a long time, and the victims have been so afraid to speak out that it's it's really horrendous. So the the long term thing needs to be people working in all of all levels of the scene need to be educated. The good thing is women now have something of a weapon because they now have been given a voice by the people who've been brave enough to speak up first. So it's kind of like, if you're a guy with bad intentions, at least now, if you're still a scumbag, you're going to think more than twice about actually acting on those impulses that you have. And it's that might sound like a small victory for the sacrifice that the these people have made to kind of get the story out there. But they are probably protecting so many other women and people who could be abused going forward through their bravery. And um, so this just happened and brings the conversation into light. It's forcing companies to take action by hiring specialists. And it's basically meaning that people and hopefully people who put events on are going to be much more mindful of creating safe environments. So we don't have open drink containers and things like that, where it's liable for things for certain things to happen. Um, we've got to get a lot more sensible on the events front, I think, and maybe get away from this culture of it's a after hours drinking thing. Like every sports event I've been to has a massive drinking culture attached to it, um, which might be a European thing. Certainly like a British thing. It's, maybe it's our no, fault. No, no, it's, it's worldwide. Uh, <laughs> Let me tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this, it's like Taffo said, that stuff doesn't change overnight, but at least now event organizers and planners will be thinking about this stuff, which is a good step towards trying to help things. Um, but yeah, redemption, very interesting question. Again, it totally depends on the level of the offense caused. And I suppose the amount of evidence and proof where we can categorically say that this person did this thing. I think that's where a lot of the argument and where a lot of the gray area is for the trolls and the people who are just there to defend the person that they follow um, blindly because there's a, there's enough room left where it's not black and white. There's some gray area involved. But I think you have to believe every account that comes forward because you have to understand the weight that it takes. And then I guess as bad as it is for people who might be innocent and falsely accused, I guess the onus is on them to hopefully disprove any false allegations that come up. But people who have done terrible things, there shouldn't be any redemption. As Taffo said, they should be in prison. Um, for people who've made more minor indiscretions, hopefully they'll realize what they've done. They take counseling or therapy or they take some kind of training and they actually try to change. But I'm super cynical, unfortunately, and the, the old leopard doesn't change its spots would tend to be my default <laughs> mantra. Sorry to blend on a negative there. No, it's cool. Uh, one thing for sure, you mentioned having safer events and after parties and whatnot, and even just during the events. Um, I think this is something I can relate a lot. Um, and not to start and, and open the discussion again, but uh, just just to wrap this up, Goose, um, how would you feel if there was clear rules when we went to events uh, that are not just like society rules, but also like events rules for safe place and safe environment? And women were actually not just there because you're good because you're a girl, but because we matter. Um, just throwing that out there. How does it make you feel? Uh, just like safety's safety in place for like women. I yeah. guess like events. Yeah. Um, well, I think that's definitely a good thing, like having more protection. Um, I mean, I can relate to like being a woman and having to think about my safety and what might happen if I go drinking. Like I need to be 
I can't get too drunk because I got to make sure I get home safe and nothing. I got to go with friends I trust uh, to make sure nothing happens to me. Like these are things you think about. So I can definitely relate to that fear of like going to places. Uh, so I think having that safety measure is a good thing. And like you said, like maybe the way drinks are uh, given also like can't be tampered with. Like those are all good ideas too. Um, so I, I don't think things like that can hurt. Um, I think they only help. Yeah, we've seen the, these uh, TwitchCon pictures. Uh, I was there, and yes. But to be fair, just side notes: you also could get a bottled one. It's just like for those who wanted, here's other drinks. But yes, I totally agree. Um, it was a wonderful discussion. And before we go to our last segment, which is this week in CLG, I just want to take a moment and, and thank you guys because this is a rough topic. We've only scratched the surface. This is a hours and hours and years long discussion that, like you mentioned, Tafa, we will not solve uh, today, but I really wanted to thank y'all for this uh, right before we jump into this week in CLG. I'm going to make it really quick. Uh, we have more LCS and matches games coming up this weekend. Uh, Tafo. Do you have a free Sunday or all the games Thursday, Friday, and Saturday this week? Um, so Academy is Thursday and Friday, and in our LCS is Friday and Sunday. Um, so we're going an extended week. We also have scrims on Saturday because we don't want to take a day mm -hmm. off before the game. So we're going to chug along six days straight <laughs> in practice and games. Good old no-break esports rules. So good luck with that. It's only the the, the beginning, and it started the rough, a rough conversation today. Uh, we also, I forgot to mention at the top of the show, but last weekend we had two new egg builds. Um, we had the Diane PC build and a Shifter PC build. So for those who don't know, Newegg is building PC for a bunch of people on CLG live and stream. And Roby Tech built two this weekend for CLG. Uh, I had the chance to get one, and it was, frankly, the best PC I've ever had. <laughs> so I consider myself really lucky. One more thing real quick. Let me put it. But today we launched on uh, – let me put it on the screen. We launched our – CLG Summer Vibe Summer Vibes fan voting. So you can vote for three jerseys. Uh, the Smoothie C Foam Teal, the Pobelter Pink, or the Wiggly Yellow. The fans will choose the jersey that they prefer in collaboration with New Egg and Intel. Um, so pick your colors, and the winning design will be worn by the team during a LCS week as well as available on the store. Like every show, I like to end the show with a call to a, a charity or organization you can support uh, to make things better. And this week, I'm going to talk about Rain with 2N. 2N. Uh, I am not American, but it does seem like it's a pretty big in, in, in America. Everybody that I've talked to know about it. So let me just put it on the screen as well. Uh, it's on now so it's a very safe place for people to talk about sexual violence sexual violence um and they have a assault hotline if you need to talk uh it's open 24 7 um i can't even drop the links in the chat right after this call, but also the number is on the screen. So because the discussion was centered around women, um, but also if you're not a woman and something is happening to you, please don't hesitate to 
go to rain with two n um and i think it's dot org yes it's dot org so without any further ado i would like to thank you everyone for watching thanks all of my guests uh quick last one second where can we follow you and what's coming up for you next you have 10 seconds rich <sighs> At Hitmarker Jobs everywhere. If you want a job in esports or gaming, please come and check us out. Totally free, no strings attached. Xyred! Uh, if you're having any troubles, hit me on Twitter uh, at Xyred and uh, yeah, just private message. Thank you. Goose Peter. If you want to watch Super Pro Counter Strike gameplay, at Goose Breeder on Twitter, twitch.tv slash Goosebreeder. You stream a lot. I love watching you. Tafo! Um. Follow me on Twitter, Tafficans, <laughs> and hopefully uh, I can make you guys proud with a good CLG League season. Yeah, you're already doing so good. So congratulations to everyone. I love you guys in chat. This was another This Week in CLG presented to you by Spectrum. Thank you so much for supporting the show, and we'll see you next week. Bye.